Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and with me tonight is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Whoop, whoop. Going pretty good, Joe. How about you? Garbage. Pure garbage. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, no, I just want to race and fight and hit people and get hit and get choked, that type thing. I know. I don't know. So did you want to start off with uh, with racing results or? Well, let's see here. Um, <laughs> I got a truck. That's kind of a result. Hey. What? Well, you know what we can do? We can get in the time machine. You want to hop into the time machine real quick? Let's hop in the time machine. All right, let's get in. Back to March 30th, 2019. That was this Saturday last year at the 510 Raceway. A year ago. One year ago. And that's about when we brought... Sportsman class. Sportsman A-Main. Okay. Chels over Josair the third. Yep. That's awesome. That was about right when we brought this podcast back, too. Let's see how you did in Mod Two-Wheel Drive Buggy. Probably garbage. Connor Ehlers won that one, followed by Clayton Cardaluca, the sheriff, and we got Joe Jr. finishing third. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm looking at this uh, truck here. I'm, Dude, these shell hubs, I don't know what to do with them. This shit... Wait a minute. You raced Pro 4? No, you would have no. had your mini truggy. Yeah, it would have been mini truggy. Just, uh... And you got beat because you raced in a class of two people and you wrecked the fucker. Look yep. at you. You made it four minutes and 47 seconds. That happens, man, especially with the mini truck. Oh, man. Dude, the mini truggies, it's a lot of... How many laps up were you when you wrecked your truck and didn't finish the race? Several? Probably (laughs) three to four? Oh, Joe, you're funny. Yeah. Do you remember what you broke? No, it just... I've broken so many things on so many different things since then. It's a year ago. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I've, I don't know. I I just know what I replaced on my B6 the other day. Yeah, what'd you break? I didn't break anything. The transmission, I think it was the transmission was making a little bit of a cogging noise. Okay. I bet you it's a stupid plastic pinion I got on there, but I replaced all the gears in the transmission instead except for the uh, diff gear. But the idler gear, the... The post the idler gear sits on was all grooved up funny, so I bet that wasn't tight in there. Okay. Yeah. I have a bunch of somewhat new new to me motors that I want to try. I can't reveal the sources, but dude, I spin the rotor on this new seventeen five I got. Oh, I almost have to put a pinion on it. It feels like a brushed motor. Have you ever spun a stock brushed motor? No, not not just holding on to uh, to the pole. Nope. Yeah, it's or the rotor. Not, it, what do you call that part of the rotor? Armature on a brush motor. It's a but no th- this thing. It's the, the piece. The piece that the pinion attaches to is called the armature. Yeah. Okay. Because on the inside, that's where all your wires are and stuff. So it, it feels like an old school stock motor. And then I got a 13.5, couple different 13.5s for this truck I got sitting here. So it's pretty stout. Oh, yeah. So uh, you went and got freaking fancy motors for stock wars. 
Yep, and for Omaha, I'm holding out. God, you oh. are you are the worst. You are the quintessential problem of what's wrong so, with RC racing right now. I needed a new stock motor because mine is over a year old and was getting pretty weak. That I also got used. I also got used. I haven't got. I haven't got a new stock motor. Joe, I'm over- running like a three-year-old motor right now. And garbage batteries, and guess where we end up on the track? Probably. Usually right by one another. You're right, and I got a new motor for the mini truggy too, but that doesn't <laughs> matter as much. What'd you get? I just got a Redline Seven Five because the Six O was a bit much, and the Eight Five wasn't nearly enough. Yeah, that right. Redline's a little bit of a turd, though. I think I'm gonna do something. I don't. Uh, a 7.5 is is not very fast for and now you know disclaimer we're not great drivers no by by any stretch but we're pretty decent with our mini truggies right um i wouldn't put a 7.5 in there because right now i've got a 6.5 in and i have to boost it to be happy with it at the 510 raceway well with the 6.0 down that front straight my truck was pulling wheelies no problem like it was it was a problem type. i think but it six oh is a isn't it's that a, an on-road turn i don't know i don't know honestly i because th- i think five five is the way to be in that class i would rather get a six five and give that a shot anyways uh, it, it's a little better than the seven eight five i have but the seven five i'm think i'm gonna have to have, maybe add a little boost to it but i also might have to retune it up because i had the punch turned down halfway and all that other stuff for the six so so if i turn that stuff back up i don't know i ran out of time and then the track is closed <laughs> <laughs> so you know how that goes yeah no doubt uh stock wars though is coming it's postponed he is going to run it on the astro turf okay that's good so good that for him. so i'm gonna have a stadium truck for it are you gonna be bitching and moaning about a two-day format race no i'm gonna do it with a smile on my face really yeah why not will, will that be like the first time that ever happens no i mean if it warrants it i don't mind a two-day format like, I'm going to Omaha, and that's a three- to four-day format. You know what I mean? As long as it warrants it. But if we're done with four rounds of qualifying at 2 p.m. on Saturday, and then it's like, all right, what are we doing here? No doubt. That That's all I'm thinking. And, and if I remember right, in, in Sub-Zero Past, Sub-Zero Challenge, which is a, a race that... That Sean Van Dalen ran uh, yeah. for several years in the same building. It, it we weren't done terribly late on Saturday by any means, but it, we were done too late to be starting triple A mains. Right, right, and then it, that warrants I, a two day format. And and people complained about it back then too, but it, it's like it's a one off race. It happens once a year. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. Back in the day, I don't think it was part of his point series. No, it wasn't. Uh, back it, in the, it was, back the, in the first year or two, it did warrant a two-day format for sure. Yep. So, and not being part of the point series, that's probably a good thing. It doesn't no. force anybody that doesn't want to do a two-day ra- race to come back again for the second day. 
Um, I've never I just, liked. I yet. just I, the Go first ahead. time I saw that race, I was like, "This is this is freaking cool." Yeah, because that that was actually the first time I ever walked in the building. Was um, I thought I was walking in for a Sunday practice day. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was it happened to be the the finals of the Sub Zero Challenge A mains. So the first time I ever walked in the building, the only people I saw driving on the track were super good. You know, back then, a main driver meant something. Right, right. Especially in those mod classes. Those those guys were phenomenal. Right. So, that I mean, I think that actually helped me get hooked on that building. Is The first time I walked in, I saw all them guys just ripping, you know, both both Holmbergs and Van Dalens and Neil Fenice and Tony Marks. And I don't know yeah. if Kendall was there or not. He I don't think he been. was that day, but. And that was with uh, when he had that old reddish style clay. Was the dirt different then? Yeah, the dirt was different. Because this is only, I'm only actually talking uh, 2016. Oh, really? I'm not talking way back. Uh, way back it was different. I don't know if he changed it by 2016. Yeah, I, I think, I feel like he was on pretty current dirt okay back then but but i could be wrong no and, you're, you're probably anyway, right because was i was out of there awesome. yeah i was out of there from 2014 to 2018 19 ish right so yep. so a lot changes in that big of a span no doubt but i'm i'm excited for those guys and and for anybody that participates in that race it's it's a lot of fun to to do triple a mains with 10 scale cars yeah I know, I know you aren't a carpenter astro turf guy, but man, you really got to give the five ten a shot when it goes astro. You really. I do. just I just dabble in it, and um, there's a good chance that I will be able to give the five ten a try. A because um, part of the reason I end up racing at the five ten these days is because I'm going to and from Brainerd. Yep. Which is it puts the five ten. Not directly in the path of me going up to Brainerd, but close enough, close enough to warrant going there and racing for part of the day. Sure. Um, and then this summer, there's no reason for me to have my B6.1 in clay trim because there's nowhere for me to run it. Right. There. Yeah, there's no... Well, is the toy box doing anything? I don't generally go to... Uh, to indoor races like that in the summertime when it's warm out yeah I, it's so. hard for me also i mean we we had a really decent day yesterday and then this morning it's freaking snowing and thunderstorms last night minnesota right. weather when it's nice man you gotta capitalize yep and then just the other thing too is uh since it is the off season for clay um i don't mind putting that buggy into and I, pro I probably won't even do everything that you're quote unquote supposed to do. I'll yeah. probably do what I normally do, which is just throw a gear diff inside of a clay car and go have fun with it. So you can get away with gear diff, springs, and lower ride height. Sure, and I I will never put my ride height as low as what you guys are doing these days. I think it's absolutely retarded. Well, at to have a car that basically doesn't have working shocks no you're right um that's for carpet for astro you'd probably drop it down to 16 to 17 millimeters okay we'll see we'll see how low i go right probably won't even be that low because 18 millimeters is way down there for me well yeah you ride a higher ride height than most of us too because on the clay i'm like 19 to 20 ish yep 
Don't yep. you aren't you like twenty one, twenty two around there? Yeah, I'm still up in that range, and then I I still use ride height to tune a little bit. Yep, too for so sure, for sure. There's there's some fluctuation there, but um, yeah, I there's a chance that I will have a car that I'm running a little bit of carpet with. I would like to be able to get over to Dollar Hobbies because it's in my hometown. Okay. Um, and I don't have a twelfth scale like I wish I still did. I wish I would have held on to one of those. And I'm probably not going to buy one no. either because you know I'm in the process of trying to put a nitro car together. You're in a process of a lot of things, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> trying to put a nitro car together, I would really love a plane to be able to fly with my right. dad this summer. Right. Um, right. Hopefully it lasts longer than the micro plane that I bought. Okay. Did you just crash it and forget it? Yeah, I'd, I got like, uh, I don't know eight or nine flights out of it but the ninth flight was definitely going to be the last that it ever would have had i pretty much went full throttle right into a tree trunk Ooh, brutal so it basically disintegrated i uh, yeah. picked up the parts opened up the trash and threw it in there i don't know if the faa got their way i think this virus hit before uh, a final vote was done but they're talking about all rc aircraft over a certain weight having to have a special transponder thing in them yeah I heard, uh, kendall told me there's something out there that's kind of jeopardizing the it has to do with uh quadcopters too right oh yeah i'll screw everything i mean well to be fair to be fair okay first off take away the nefarious thing they're doing they're clearing the skies for amazon that's what they're doing <laughs> for sure but second, you could be a real creep with some of those bigger ones that people use for landscape photography and whatnot. I could park it outside somebody's window and they'd never know. Right. Um, but I, I thought that I also heard that if you flew at AMA fields, AMA yep. licensed fields, and you had an AMA license that you probably wouldn't be in jeopardy. That's possible. Losing the right to do that. So I I can't say for sure. I don't know whether or not Rick's hobby farm is an AMA licensed field. I, I don't think it is. Okay. But I don't know that for sure either. So if somebody wants to correct us, somebody like, I don't know, does Joe Caning listen to this show? It'd be cool uh, yeah, if he did. I, I miss that guy. You remember yeah, him? He yeah. used to run at the 510? Right. He used to have the like old Chevy body on the short course truck. Super nice fella. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what. A, I mean, I know he flies, but he likes some of my stuff on Facebook here or there. But I never really talk to him. Cool. Yeah, him and Brad. Uh, oh, shoot, what's Brad's name from Brainerd? Um. Oh God. Uh, oh, uh, Johannes. Johannes. Yep. Those guys, I think, get together and fly quite a bit. So. Brad likes doing the dash cam video thing. It's funny. <laughs> He's very, very passionate about the idiots that are out there on the road i i just i have to let stuff like that go otherwise it would eat me up uh, normally i do but lately um i've been revisiting my old life let's say <laughs> it's because you're is it because you're not getting to go to the jujitsu gym correct and okay I'm, so you don't have an outlet for your aggression and anger no, i literally went to the grocery store today on the very 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 off chance of getting in a fight <laughs> Come on. 
No, oh, the wife's like, oh, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I go, I'll go for you. <laughs> all right, tough guy. All no, right. no, I'm not. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And then all that happens is I end up getting hit on by a gay guy in the ice cream aisle. But uh, was, he, uh, was he tempting you with some meth and tiger training? <laughs> no, you really need to watch that. I don't know if I do. So no. I called in to the Ripcast. Yes. To uh, Gotti Jr. and Jason Rona's podcast, which I believe is my favorite podcast out there. I know you're partial to the no name well, RC I, podcast. I listen to every the, rip when they come out. I listen the Ripcast to... is what got me listening to RC podcasts. The Ripcast is what got me into RC podcasting. Right on. So I'm forever thankful to those guys and. Um, yeah, I, I like Keenan's show, too. Um, I can't quite do five hours oh, I know. of an RC podcast. That's but, why I got to hit fast forward through a lot of it. Yep, but it, they they both, they're very, very different, right? Yes, they are very different. Um, Rip and, is kind of uh, like this. pretty good in their own ways. Yeah. Rip is actually anyway, kind of like I, this I, format. I, I called into that show, and they were, apparently the discussion of the show was, was Tiger King. And I haven't seen it, and I probably won't. Um, Why? So I I totally derailed their show, but I I wanted to ask him about some uh, I saw some Sprinter tires on Torot's Triple X BK2, which was chassis your that he bought for BK2. me yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. And he's gonna run that thing up in Duluth again this year. He ran the old associated car last year, finished on the box at one of those weekend races. I don't remember which one it was, but. You know what's going to happen? Do you remember if that was state champs or electric I don't know. boogie? Or... I don't know which one it was, um, but I think he's sure. going to win with it because that is the last vehicle that was the last good 10 scale vehicle that was good on that track. I mean, you said you had a Lozy 22 2.0T that worked well on that track. There's nothing like a rear motor on that Lomi stuff. It worked okay. The. Uh... If, if it was at night and there was moisture on the track. Otherwise, right. if it was a dry, dusty track, that, that Loisy was a... Oh, I don't, I don't want to blame the car. I didn't know anything about... Well, I knew even less then than I know now about tuning cars. Right. So, so I wasn't doing that oh, thing Okay, b- before we get going on anything else, back to Tiger King. So Do we have to? Real quick. Right. I'm going to let you know this. The gay guy seducing straight guys with meth and tigers that's not even close to the strangest thing in this not even close i just i don't know i don't i don't know what it is but when something comes along that's like that so it almost feels fake it almost feels fake making making a murderer or what was the movie with with uh sandra bullock where they had to like keep their blindfolds on the whole time oh, or whatever bird something bird anyway, box these things that every single person that like 90 some percent of people watch and then they're talking about all the time i i'm just i'm never interested in them and i have no interest in this tiger king guy i was literally jumping up and down and swearing at the top of my lungs when my kids were asleep during a lot of these see i rarely do that I, so why? Give me some. <laughs> it's so some shocking. Here. It's just so shocking. Um, is it really though? Is it shocking that weird stuff happened? Look at the people. It's more than weird stuff. There's really nefarious shit going on. 
I just are they in Florida? Are they, are they Florida uh, Oklahoma? People? Where Oklahoma? But there is some Florida roots in the whole thing. Uh, Joe Exotic is from Garden City, Kansas, I believe. That's the the tiger tamer. Yeah, that's a mullet guy. One of the tiger okay. tamers. The other tiger tamer that's in a sex cult and doesn't play pay his employees. That's another one. Oh. <laughs> I gotta send you. So I've I've been eye racing pretty yes. much all day today and okay. most of the day yesterday. Look yep. at your Facebook Messenger. I was following this guy in a race. Okay, hold on one second. I'm looking. Yes. So the, one of the cool things about eye racing <laughs> is if you're good at Photoshop, you can make really cool uh, paint schemes for your car. And so, uh, this guy did a Tiger King themed race car. It was either, I don't remember because it's all a blur because I don't play online ga- I still video game a lot, but I don't play on- online games that much anymore. Yep. Um, it was either Forza or, I believe it was Forza where a dude just had junk, ska- you know, a guy's junk scalloped all over his car. <laughs> and it, it wasn't cartoon. It was just junk. Ska- it's like, oh. I have unfortunately seen more than one body part on an iRacing car. Yeah. But. You know what sucks is when you get beat by those guys. <laughs> those are usually the guys that can lay the wood to you. <laughs> they are. Get get it? <laughs> yeah, get I it. get it. I get All it. All right. <laughs> oh, anyways, so back to... to- uh, just trust me, watch... They're a half hour each. Watch two episodes. I just... <sighs> watch one. I watch the first one. The music, okay. the music videos alone are amazing. I, all right, I suppose we gotta talk about this because it's there's you know, nothing else the, to it's do. Probably the number one topic on across all podcast platforms well, this weekend, right? Ozark season three is out. What the hell's that? Oh, Ozarks! Now that is a crime mystery show. Okay, uh, what's his face? Uh, Bateman. Is that- is that's Jason Bateman's show? Yes, yes. Okay. It's a very good crime mystery show that happens in the Ozarks. You know, it's fiction, but it's really well written. But I fell asleep halfway through the first episode of season three last night because Tiger King blew out all my senses. I was tired. Uh, real quick on the Ozarks, does uh, do they utilize a lot of Bateman's like dry humor? That he's pretty good at? A little. He's just dry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's very dry. Uh, I enjoy it. I mean, it's very well cast, very well written. Okay. See, I'm that go- one I, I can maybe give a go. I just... I'm, I'm going to have... Just to- not a, I'm not into the shock and awe. You know what I mean? It's... I know, I I know exactly I what you mean. I don't like Kardashians type shit. I, I'm not I hate into that Instagram models. I hate that and too. And I don't want anything to do with Tiger King. Oh man oh man <laughs> it's one of those th- i i can't make you do it i wish i could oh you definitely can't but <laughs> hey you you gotta go back to work tomorrow morning right yeah i'm an essential okay. employee and i have a piece expendable. of paper you're expendable uh, yeah i have a piece of paper in my car that says i'm an essential employee in case i get pulled over now the rules on that are very gray I asked an officer friend of mine that I also take jujitsu with. He works up in um, Mora. He's um, he's a sheriff up there, Kennebec County. 
And I go, can you really pull people over to see if they're an essential employee? He goes, he didn't say yes or no. He goes, I'm not going to, but an asshole might. Sure. So that might well, be yeah, a real I mean, thing. I mean, they, did they suspend probable cause? Because you're supposed to have probable cause to... I think that's over. I think... So I went through this a little bit. I went on a 15-minute rant on my Cauliflower Ear podcast. So I'm going to do a very, very short bullet-pointed version of this. The government's using COVID. COVID-19 is a very real thing, just like 9-11 was a real thing. And the government's doing the same basic thing that they were doing with 9-11 as what they did with the Freedom Act or whatever it was. They're slowly taking away our freedoms and they're exploiting our fear to do it. A little more is going to happen. A little more by little more. So probable causes in the shitter. They can also they can also um, put somebody in jail indefinitely. Um, they can jail people indefinitely with uh, the COVID fears. You know who they should use that on? Who? You, Joe. You need to stop buying tickets for those raffles. I know. I'm done. I'm done. Stop I, it. I haven't won a single one since that transponder. I've entered over a dozen of them. I've spent. $200, I'm done. I saw that gas truck ad from Danny Williams, and I knew it. I, I knew you were you couldn't resist. No, I, I've, done a bu- I've done one more on Friday that's filling up. What would up. you have done with it? I don't know. On I would have sold it to a place that's... I would have sold it to a person in a place that still races is what I would have done. <laughs> or I would have made somebody a hell of a deal. I need an ESC for this truck. So a brand. Oh, oh, you need a two hundred dollar ESC. Right, and if I would have so won if that, you would have saved money. If and I w- not bought raffle tickets, you're right. If I went to bought raffle tickets, I'd have that ESC. <laughs> Is there anything in it for you? Like, do you get any excitement after you send the money, or you I know, get, is it like buying a scratch off? It is. I get hope. That's what okay. I get. I get hope. But right. I'm done. I can identify with that. I'm done because I haven't won at all. I, I entered another one on Friday that hasn't drawn yet for a B74, and all proceeds are going to the 510 Raceway. Cool. Who donated? Randy Johnson. That was awful nice of him. Where did he get that from? I don't know. Right on. So they're donating. The All proceeds go to the 510. Um, I'm actually totally into that. Is there... Is there still tickets available? Yeah, there is. Oh, um, it's in Shelby's group. It's the uh, I don't know. I'll take it. What do you mean, Shelby's group? Shelby's got a group. Okay. Hold on, all. There's 15 spots left. Um, twelve dollars a ticket. I think there's like forty. Hold on, there is 44 spots, and I just tagged in it. It's in um, RC and Tool Group. But it's did Randy organize the? Did Randy organize the raffle? Yes. So I can probably just message him directly. Yes. Right on. I guarantee you can. That way, I don't have to go into a group that I don't want to be in. Correct. You don't have to watch another group where I'm gambling. 
<laughs> but folks, if you want to tempt Joe Jr. into buying more raffle tickets so I can continue barking at him, please do so. Tag him, add him on Facebook. <laughs> do it up. Let's see it. Let's see what's out there. Dude, these wa- they call them waffle sites because it's not. Yeah, it's against the Facebook rules to raffle. Is it because they're all poop and you should waffle stomp them down your theoretical drain? People win. They do win. <laughs> but Yes, one so, person does. So they have exploded over the past two months. People are making money. Like they're doing like right now in one of the groups there's a M seventeen drawing and I think it's he does he sells like seven hundred dollars in tickets. For a five hundred dollar radio, so he's making two hundred bucks off that drawing. Not bad. No, and if he has uh, like some kind of a distributor deal, better yet. So, anyways, there's yeah. The, is he, it a B seven? Is there a difference? Is there still a, a standard and a D model? I think it's just a B seven. I think it's just B seventy four right now. Okay. They really need to update the C and the D blocks and a couple other little things. I don't need, I definitely don't need a wheeler because, I mean, I literally just ranted about the stock four-wheel drive class the, not too many shows ago. But um, I'm all about something that's going to help, you know, one of the local tracks, the, so, the, five, yep. the 510, the toy box, dollar hobbies, MMR. Am I missing anything? No, but there is another thing you can do to help your local tracks is go to Live RC and they have a link for a support your local track t-shirt. Uh, right now, Jason Rona is um, giving away Ryan Mayfield's B5. It was his last team associated car to one lucky winner who buys that support your local track t-shirt. And you could say, I want to give the profits to 510 or MMR or the toy box. You can do that. Is that the rear motor car? I don't know. I, it look, kind of looked like it. I didn't look too hard. Do you know anybody that, that had... Oh, I, no, I don't. I was going to say, I think... Uh, what's the guy's I want name to say, with the long hair that does MNRC? He used to race the stock buggy class dude. against me. I don't know, man. His kid, his kids, his kid goes by trouble. Oh, David Ohm. David Ohm. Had, thank you. Yeah. I have so many name brain farts. Only when we're on this podcast, I not only, it. but I get it. Um, I cannot pull a name to save my life when I'm talking to you on Skype. I know he's a mainly Losey guy. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I remembered him having a B5, but he didn't. It was it was a twenty twenty two two point or a twenty two standard. I want to say Jimmy Paulson might have had one. You see, I never saw him race. You know, I raced at his track for those one and a half right, right. summers before he closed. But uh, yeah, I never actually saw him race. Sure. So what a guy he huh? is. So I have a question with the twenty-two. They're at the five elite or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you reverse engineer that to where you have mostly five parts on it, but you put it on an original chassis and make it rear motor? That's a way better question for Torot. <laughs> um, I know that he he just put 
He just put it. No, 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 no. So the last car that could do that was the 2.0. The 3.0 could not do it. And that's why I had to go back when I, I think I owned a 4.0 at the time. And I went back and bought that 22 2.0 for two reasons. One was so I could race the street stock class with it. Okay. They call it super stock down at uh, T's. Yep. And two, because we had just changed the MNRC class went from being a stock buggy class to being an open buggy class. And I wanted that rear motor since we were putting open motors in there. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, um, yes, I, I don't think that you can make a 3.0, a 4.0, or a 5.0 a rear motor. But somebody might prove me wrong. You could always make a chassis. Flip that or if you're listening around. to this, let us know. I'm looking at my T6. I'm like, God, you could you could make this in, yeah, you could make this into a rear motor car. You for you sure. You know the 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 22T 2.0. It kind of sucked when I when I would try it in rear motor. I tried it a couple times. I put it back there because I was getting frustrated, getting yep. my butt kicked by John Click at Wheel Brokers every weekend. Right. And the other one was. Um, there was a point in time where the 510 was was getting really kind of loose, loose and dry. Okay. And I was and oh, and I was getting beat by Ty Olson and his dad had a uh was it a T4, the associated? Was it a T4 or was he running the Durango stuff? I think he had a T4 whatever. What was the what was the last T4? Point 0.2. T4.2 and they they made it really good. You know, he Ty could not beat, but kind of keep up with Neil Fenice, and Neil Fenice was pretty damn good with a stadium truck. Yep, yep. Hey, really quick, yeah. sorry, before we go on any longer, because uh, I'm just remembering this now, I got to give a huge shout-out and a big thanks to all the people who have um, donated to my neighbor. Um, Michael Meister donated a, hold on, well, he donated a ESC and a servo. Um, you're donating a battery. Yes, sir. 510 and Chris Martin donated a power supply. And, um, I'm bringing up right now, holy crap, I'm. Stephen Wood, also a fellow VT64 owner, is donating a charger. Awesome. Yeah, dude, it's so rad. Now, my kids, I, I don't... I, do I send my kids over to drop this stuff off? Or do I, oh, have them, do I have them drop it off at the doorstep, ring the bell, and run away? Well, that's just weird. It is, uh-huh. but... They're going back to school May 4th. Do we wait till May? Or do I drop it off on their doorstep in the middle of the here's night? The th- here's the thing with you just dropping it off. Yep. Um, he doesn't know how to use all the stuff but I think that you're he dropping does, off. Except the charger. But I think he does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I do need to show him about the charger and the power supply. It's... 
but he's been watching YouTube videos. He was telling me how to mount a servo and all that. It's like, wow, you <laughs> you know what you're doing. Cool. He he just digs it that much. That's really awesome, man. It is. So, guys, you made uh, the neighbor kid landed very happy, and I appreciate it. He's going to be so stoked when he gets his stuff. Yeah, I've got two options for you. The, the Orion 4500 2S Shorty. And then I have an SMC 4000 shorty. Um, yeah, I think they're similar weights. Uh, the Orion is probably a year or two older than the SMC, but you know SMCs, sometimes yeah. they end up with issues. Um, what, I guess I'd be more comfortable giving them the, the Orion. I was, was going to say that. What is it? Whatever is safer. Yeah. It's a 100C Orion, 4,500. Um, Anything will be I, I am probably going to have to wake it up a little bit. I'm sure okay. it's below 3.0 per cell right now. but Okay. Yeah, no, uh, he'd really appreciate it. So, um, Sorry, I, I had to interrupt because it's like, oh, yeah, all those people donated. That I, That's cool in the community. And there were people like, um, there were a half dozen people that PM me after other people donated stuff and is already on the way. They're like, Hey, can we give a servo? Can we give this? Can we give that? It's like, that's been <laughs> donated, but thank you. I yeah. mean, everybody was willing to us. And I'm like, Hey, I'll pay shipping. No, everybody's like, no, you don't have to. It's like, <laughs> wow, that is super cool. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, me too. So sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> Yeah, I do that literally all show. So, it works though. It does. I was looking at Facebook because I was looking at questions, and Brian posts. Uh, post comes up and says, "Dear 2020, wrong hole." Sincerely, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, you it's know, not ideal. It's not ideal. Besides this COVID deal, it hasn't been that bad of a 2020 for me. Hey, let me ask you, because you seem a little more up on it than I am. I, I do not look at news. Um, I am not what anyone would ever consider well-informed. Right. So I did hear that possibly um, unemployment insurance was looking at getting a temporary bump where everybody would have got $600 more than what they normally get. Do you know if that happened? It's supposed to happen. So, okay, so it hasn't happened yet. There, there's a few things that happened. Minnesota got a $330 billion stimulus passed, which they're taking our... You know, we won't get into the politics of it all, but um, there's supposed to be unemployment stuff in there. And then in that $2.2 trillion, which they could give every American just about $13,000, but they're doing some corporate stuff. They're giving their buddies money. But there's some unemployment stuff in there also. Right. Hey, I want, since we're going down this kind of rabbit hole, real quick, I want to put it out there. If anybody has a clear picture of uh, the drone and RC plane and you know what we're what we're looking at, what we're looking at going forward to to use those those toys, let us know. I'd I'd like a clearer picture of that. So. Yeah, more government regulation, more control over the people. But and again, I went clearing off. the skies for Amazon. You said, huh? 
That's what it so seems do, like. So does it, does Amazon like pay a whole shit ton in taxes or what's the? They pay nothing in taxes. So then, what's que bono? Like, who benefits here? The U.S. economy. Okay. They hire a ton of people, which they underpay greatly. They literally time the bathroom breaks out. <laughs> I would be so fired so fast so that I. I love my poo breaks. Dude, 10 minutes. 10 nah, minutes of poo nah, breaks. I mean, yes, that's totally reasonable. I can get done the necessary items in, you know, three to four minutes. But Oh, I could too, but that's not. I mean, you... <laughs> You gotta pull your phone out when you're on the john, right? Right, right. Yeah. And before phones, I used to take the comic section of the newspaper in with me. I think I used to look at Victoria's Secret uh, catalogs before yeah. smartphones came along. Yeah. Oh, I used to play the Game Boy in there, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. For sure, for sure. Yep. Um. So there's... And then I drink about a gallon of water at work, so I'm pissing constantly. So I, w- I won't last at Amazon. That'd be tough for me. I'd, I wish I drank more because it's, you know, I'm, I, I'm having some, some skeletal issues keeping, oh, really? my, keeping my back in line. So I just, I'm not in like extreme pain yeah. where I have that kind of issue, but it just, my back falls out of alignment fairly easily right now. Have you thought of a back inversion table? <sighs> yeah, those things are awesome. I got on a... Um, just before this COVID-19 stuff started shutting things down, I started a plan at yeah. uh, my wife's chiropractor. Okay. So instead of, in the last four years, after I had a neck injury, when I was out riding snowmobile, doing my job, um, I had to start going to the chiropractor for the first time in my life. And I just go as a to fix something you know i'd never yep. go as preventative maintenance and my wife goes on a preventative maintenance type schedule and i think that'll help quite a bit it's gonna hopefully keep me from adjusting myself because apparently i'm doing some damage by doing that on a regular basis okay and there there's a whole gamut of stuff the the chiropractic doctor went through and it all it all made sense um but one of the things that would help is if I was, you know, well hydrated all day long. That well, helps with a lot more than your back too, but keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kid, yeah. Kidneys, all that stuff, you know, because sometimes I can feel my kidneys starting to flame up uh, when I do dehydrate for too long. But man, you, you don't just get to go take a pee anytime you want when you're doing, you know, when you're lifting thousands and thousands of pounds and it's attached to a crane whether or not i'm sitting in the seat running the joysticks or if i'm down on the ground doing the rigging i can't just run off and take a pee anytime i want you know what i mean you're right yeah so i try to run lean so i'm not dealing with that kind of pain all day long of holding back the piss that i gotta take yeah but it's not it's not working for me no i need an onboard system you could go to wish for that i need a catheter and a jug that I can just throw on my tool belt. You don't need a catheter. What you do is you get one of those women's jigs that they use to pee standing up. I don't think one of them things can hold what I normally put out. but No, no, but then you hook a tube up to like a jug. Ah, okay. Because uh, things that 
They just, but then, then I'm, then I'm, yeah, I'm kind of relying on gravity then, right? So then I'm gonna have yeah. to put the, the ballast is gonna have to go like down by my foot or something, and that's just weird. It's all you're weird. Walking <laughs> around and your this whole the, thing's one, weird. One of your legs is warm <laughs> and the other one's cold, and another one's like two pounds heavier. And yeah. have we talked about anything RC tonight? A little bit. Okay, that's I, good. So I'm watching one of the raffle sites on Facebook do drawings that I don't, I have no stake in. And this guy's using a 3D printed die. I've watched him throw it twice. And what's happened was, was it didn't, it's got, you know, it's like a 30-sided die or 50-sided, something like that. 3D printed. And it just goes 180. So if your number is on that 180, you have a shot, but it doesn't like go crooked or none of that. So he doesn't like throw it. Wouldn't it be? You could throw it however you want. Wouldn't it be nice to throw it against a couple objects, like bank it off one wall and off another wall, sure. and at least then there's some form of articulation. Dude, this is why they need to use a random number generator, and he's yeah. one of the bigger ones. Do do people not trust those or what? I don't know. He's making several hundred dollars a day. Yeah, he should use a random number generator. Anyway, you think he's you think he's paying the proper taxes on that? Oh fuck no. <laughs> Just like I'm gonna pay taxes on my MNRC fee. No, you, no. You think it's you think it's uh, like waitresses? Like, oh yeah, I only made twenty bucks last week. Yeah. Well, waiters and waitresses only need to claim fifteen percent of their tips. So that's, is that true? Yep. My I had no idea. My mom was a waitress for several years. She used to make a ton of money. Right. But they don't have to claim. The entire amount that they take home, huh? No, so let's say they get a hundred dollar tip and the check was twenty bucks, they only need to claim a dollar fifty of that tip. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Or wait, it'd be more than a dollar fifty. I'm Yeah, kidding. you didn't do good math there, but I was just gonna let it go. So No We get we get the point. Yeah, fifteen percent of twenty bucks is a wait two 250 right am i closer or three three bucks i don't know it's it's three bucks three bucks what i do what i do with with 15 percent, and i don't tip 15 percent. i tip 20 because it's yeah, easier right you just move the decimal and double it but if you just uh all you have to do with 15 percent is you move the decimal and then you half that and add the two together right yeah but yeah i yeah, so I, it'd be two bucks plus one buck, it'd be three bucks. I I'm unfortunately a sucker for tipping, so I I always tip more than twenty percent. Right? Somebody check my math on that. I think fifteen percent of twenty is three. It is three bucks. Okay. Yeah, you're right. No, we've talked RC, and I've I've been trying to say I got a truck, and you've been skirting that issue. Oh really? Have you? Been, have I been cutting you off? And you're you want to talk about the now? If everybody could see, I'm doing huge air quotes <laughs> right now. The revival of stadium truck. It'll work. A Give season. me a break. There's five of you that decided that you want to run stadium truck again. There'll be up to ten. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't kind of want one. The reason I got this one was it was brand new and dirt cheap but assembled i totally disassembled the entire front end on facebook live the other day 
and there were a lot of problems just in that front end off the bat. Really? Yeah, just put together wrong, not up to my standards, all that. I mean, okay. it has to be up to my standards. Oh, man, I didn't know you were so fancy, Joe. I'm not fancy. My stuff needs to be proper. You know why? Because when I'm not on that goddamn podium, it's 100% my fault. I can't blame anything else. But you'll sure try. I'll try. <laughs> and I have tried. Didn't we have a question on Stadium Truck tonight? We do. Should we get into questions? We got questions. Yeah, a few let's knock stuff. our questions out, and then we can go back to blabbing about whatever if we want. Or we can watch Tiger King. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to watch that a second time. I just got a meme on my, why is no one talking about the random ass interview with Alan in his shorts in his bathtub? <laughs> That is true. <laughs> You're on your own here, Joe. It's just... Dude, it hit all the right spots for me. Like, I know, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I know. I'll, I'll stop. But and it, I, I don't want to know what hits all your right spots. So. <laughs> all right. First one's Let's from Ryan Smolik. Why are stadium trucks coming back all the, so big all of a sudden? They're not, Ryan. Yeah, they are. No. Yeah, big? So big? They're coming back so big? When's it, the last time there was a B-Main of a stadium truck? And I'm not talking about MMR. No, I got you. I got you. If we all get together and race in the same spot, there's going to be a C-Main. Does that... You know, you and I, we've we've tried yes. with Mini Truggy. Right. Yeah, and it works on it's, the clay. It doesn't work get on carpet. It's not any bigger than it is. No. And we're not going to convince any more people that are, let's say, A and top of the B main in the harder classes. We're not going to get them to join. Right. With the, with the exception of the band They all have sponsors, and those yeah. guys are all worried about doing good in stock buggy and stock wheeler. Right. With the exception of Zach and Sean Van Dalen at the MNRC. I mean, how is stadium truck any different? That is the class that if you can't make the A main in buggy, mm -hmm. you go out and get a stadium truck. So stadium back in the day. So let's say, let's say the, when the triple X four came out until the B 44 came, maybe let, I'm saying locally, because the BJ4 kind of revived four-wheel buggy class, but that didn't happen until a couple years later in Minnesota. Because I was always one of four people trying to get four-wheel mod buggy going again, and everybody was like, F you, Junior, we're running truck and buggy. Truck and buggy have always been the meat and potatoes until mid-motor happened. And I don't know why. I don't know why all of a sudden that went to hell so fast. The last time that I saw fast guys running stadium truck was that very first day that I walked into the 510. But it was only those five guys that raced stadium truck at the right. time. Nobody else wanted to race it because those dudes were so fast and nobody could run with them. So as soon as those guys got sick of just racing the four or five of them, and put those cars away, and then they just right. concentrated on Mod Buggy and Mod Wheeler, then the people like me and you, maybe a little faster, maybe a little slower, 
they started running stadium truck, but not it it hasn't been healthy in the last four years. It's gone up and down. Sometimes it's right. disappeared, sometimes it's come back. It's never been healthy. Up until twenty fourteen it was a second class for your premier drivers. It really was. I believe you. And I don't know what happened. Something with mid motor killed it. I've never had a mid motor. Well they they suck. For one. I've heard they suck. I want to try one myself. I mean, if I can get my B6 handling as good as it is, how can a truck be worse? How can it not be better? How can I not be able to sl- throw this thing around like I want to? Somebody explained this to me, and I wish I could remember who it was. So if you have that insight, please share it with us. I just, I've literally, since I started with it, I've never seen somebody having a blast with a stadium truck if there wasn't a 17.5 motor in it. So, and I don't want any of you guys that are excited about stadium truck and want to run it, I don't want you to think I'm looking down on you or anything like that because do you know why I have this opinion? Why? Because I went out and did it. Oh, no, right. When I first went to wheel brokers, I was getting my ass kicked and I couldn't make the A main and buggy. And I wanted a separate, another class that I could do better in. So obviously I had to pick a class that was dodging all of the talent. Okay. And that happened to be Stadium Truck. Yeah. and it's, So I've done it. But it doesn't last. It doesn't. and It I've, never does. Here's what's going to happen. On the AstroTurf, Mini Truggy's going to go dormant on AstroTurf and carpet and all that. Because I did the budget, and to do another mini truggy and set it up for carpet and astroturf, it's going to cost me double of what the stadium truck cost me. Well, as it should. You you know my opinion on four-wheel drive vehicles on carpet or astro. Yes, yes. It's going to cost me double. And don't get me wrong. It's super fun. The couple times I drove it at Dollar, it was so fun. It really was. But. Dude, the bomb, the bomb diggity, the sweet spot for trucks is going to be 13.5 stadium truck. But back in the day, the best class, talk to Tor about this because he's done it a lot too. Back from 2004 to 2006, Tuesday night stadium truck at TCHR. Holy shit. You, you bobble once. In qualifying, you go from top of the A to middle of the B. That's how close we all were. It you know was, what bugs me about it? What? it? Aside from almost everything, um, I don't think having a, a structured class, i.e. something that's not open, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you run open stadium truck, not 13.5. You know why? Because you can't go to MMR and run it. No, you'd have to run 17.5. MMR is 17.5 with open timing. Which you're right. I'd, I'd have to, I know I asked Andrew why that was at one point in time, and I can't remember, but 17.5 with a mod ESC with either boost or turbo or both yep. can make a stadium truck super freaking fast. So I told so you about that time. You I- either race somewhere with stock 17.5 or you have open timing, you can do that with all of the same equipment. Sure. What you sure. can't do is run a 13.5 class 
somewhere else in the 17.5 class at MMR without swapping out motors. And that sucks. You're right. You're right. But the big class four truck around the country is 13.5. Take that away, doesn't matter. We take don't away go to Minnesota. big races. I know, but take away Minnesota, 13.5 truck is where the entries are in truck. And that's the only reason that is is because stock racing is what everybody thinks that they have to do everywhere else. Well, here's the deal. 13.5 puts it in a situation to where you could have a little bit weaker of a motor and still compete. Mm, 17.5. There's still, I think they're still slow enough that your equipment really, really matters. It doesn't matter and as much. And I think much. that sucks. It matters. It doesn't matter as much. But I agree. You know, I love Mod Truck too. And I would love to put like a 6.5 or a 7.5 or an 8.5 in this thing and let it. I was looking at setups and it was like 8.5 on clay and 6.5 on carpet. I would love to do that, but you're not going to convince a group. But why? I had a week. You're not going to. What is a group to you, by the way? Because I still don't think. No matter how hard you push this, and you're probably gonna I'm start not a Facebook it. group. And no, I'm not pushing it. That's a funny add thing. Add everybody to it, but are you gonna have B mains everywhere you go? Because if no. all, if all it does is add another class that only has one heat, you're doing everybody else at the track a disservice. I'll tell you what, because okay. it creates back to back racing. And you have marshalling issues like we already have right. at every race we go to. I bet it'll do well with the mini truggy crowd running AstroTurf at the 510. It will boost numbers at Thunder Road, and it might boost numbers at MMR. I just everywhere I don't know else why you need a separate class when you're running carpet. You got to be so damn on when you're running carpet or turf. I why do you need a second class? More more track time. You got, why can't you just run buggy? More track time. You want more track to... Okay, why would you run 13.5 four-wheel and two-wheel 17.5? I, I mean, wouldn't. A, a lot wouldn't of people do, though. four-wheel drive. If you look at the A-main of 13.5 wheeler and the A-main of two-wheel um, buggy, six out of eight guys are running 13.5 wheeler. Right, which drives me nuts because they all should be mod guys. You're not wrong um, at all. It's just... It is what it is. You're not going to change it. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Maybe it, COVID-19 can help me. Maybe maybe I, COVID-19 can kill the stock wheeler class for fast drivers. COVID-19 is the reason uh, trucks getting big, I think, because people are like, well, I have a wheeler. I have it's a two-wheel. It's not wheel. getting big. I, it's getting bigger. Put a G and an R, right. E and an R on there. It's getting bigger. bigger. There will be a solid class at 510. There yeah, will like be a solid class. There'll be a solid class at Thunder Road. Here's the thing. that seven guys. Let's say second entry. I don't know what second entry is, but let's say it's $15. That's another 100 bucks in Chris Martin's pocket to run the 510. <sighs> and when the rent's only $800 a month, that does a lot for the track. You know, screw you for making a good point like that. because <laughs> Take away it's... the good point, though. Let's say second entry was free. Yeah, yeah there might be a point there. Yes, I it totally F's the racing program. Like Dollar Hobbies, where on a trophy race, you pay $30 for unlimited classes. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I could willy-nilly run whatever the hell I want without any thought. You could, 
She wanted to be that guy. I don't. I I want there to be a class like we've tried to do mini truggy there a few times, and it's like, ugh, man, it's. I I don't want to be a dick rider because. I'm not, but I'm gonna be a little bit. If you don't have a VT sixty four on carpet, you're screwed. I bet you I know a couple people that could make the ET four ten compete. Take away the yeah. Van Dalens. No, you can't. Well, you can't. You can't put a qualifier on that. No, you're right. You're, you're saying that the car can't do it, but the I bet you the car can do it. It takes the right person to know what to do. Just like those, my, those my, guys know what to no, hey, Not those guys. You know, Zach doesn't know what to do, but Sean, Sean knows what set, to do. Yeah, for sure. But like my VT64 isn't great on loose dirt to where the Technos okay. crush it. There, the, there's a sliding scale to what the, my truck's good on and then what the Techno's good on. They meet in the middle on clay. The Techno pulls away on loose dirt. My truck pulls away on the carpet. I am going to freaking crush you outdoors this summer. You will. But I got a new setup from Wes... I forget his last name. Wes something. He's got a loose dirt setup for me. So. <laughs> nice. Good. Glad to hear it because we're all going to get spanked by the Sova calls and yeah. Nesbitt will probably be really fast again. And Well, you know, the deal is like... Me and Ben and Nesbit have battled so good all year. Like the, I I keep going back in my head the battle me and Silvacool had at the la, the February five ten trophy race. Yeah, I'm like God, that was so much fun. It but, is. It's a blast. I wish you would have done better in the one race that we both went to. I know. I you were know. too busy crashing. You were super fast, but you were too busy crashing the whole time. That's the story of my life, man. <laughs> uh, it's, if, do you think that day made you think more highly of the silver tires than you need to? Yes, because I've been learning more and more about the silver tires. and there's, That's going to be the shower. Sorry, guys. The wife sent me a text. Can I shower? It's like, yeah, I don't care. And the main drain goes through my RC room. Anyways, um, that day... Uh, what was the day I took double wins? The, the 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 trophy race I took double wins at gave me a way too high opinion of the silver tires. That would have been the month after the one that we raced. So if I look, January I got that was trophy, it? I got that trophy right here. Says, we raced together in December, right? Oh shoot! It doesn't have which event it was at. Yeah, whatever one I did the double win was stock buggy and mini truggy. That gave me too high of an opinion. That would have been January, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I think I think I went to the December one, but it, it yeah. might have been the November race. Yeah, something like that. And I, I yeah, because I didn't go to January. January was Jackie's birthday, so it's December where I got the double win. November where we raced together. We haven't raced together since damn November, dude. It's dude, I didn't race between that race in November and. Oh, that's I did. I went to one toy box race in the meantime, but between as far as a 510 goes, aka my favorite track, I raced there in November and then I just raced again for the February trophy race, right? Right, um, that's pathetic, yeah. But for that, whatever race, December race, the silver tires were so good, 
I don't know what I, something was in the air that made him really good, and then they never worked well again, ever. And then I've been experimenting with some raw speed tires before COVID hit. Guess what? What? The raw speed clay tires. Yeah. Are six tenths faster than my pro line tires. Oh shit. Yeah. And I'm getting closer to Kyle Holmberg's time. Which tire now we need to tread lightly here because of the last time. Which tire does that one kind of look like? No, raw speed. This one's a raw speed original. Okay. Does it look anything like any of the other tires that are... I, I can't see it in my mind. Hold the on. Problem. I, I'm going to grab them real quick. Um, Joe's tripping over his cat. Probably a heavy bag. Some 16-ounce gloves. And he's okay. back. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. My earphones were off. <laughs> so we got the Stage 2, which is like a wishbone. This is the front. It's like a wishbone design with the X. Who are you showing? I I'm telling you what it looks oh, okay. like. <laughs> it's like a wishbone design with an X in the middle. This is a Stage 2 two-wheel drive front in clay compound. It's their white compound. And then the radar is their directional. And I want to say it's, um, the way it's directional is kind of like a positron. But, yep. But the, yep. And the bar yep. is almost yeah, so similar. The, the radar or the stage two is the one that kind of looks like a positron. Um, well, I'm looking at the radar right now and the directional is directional like a positron, but the bar style is almost like an ellipse. Okay. So, but it's, um, dude, it's so good. I'm looking at one of his Facebook posts, but it, it's got two hashtags on it. One is ha hashtag radar, and the other one is stage two. So I don't know which freaking tire I'm looking at. I gotcha. Um, I'll, uh, I want to say the stage twos. Um, God, he's got. Every post, I, oh, it's it must be because the fronts are one and the rears are the other. Yes. So, so the front, the one that kind of looks like a an AKA. Which one is that? Oh yeah, um, uh, I know what you're talking about. It was their tire before the scribble. No, I'm saying, is it the stage two or the radar that kind of looks like the old AKA tire? The stage two kind of looks like the old AKA tire. Okay, so that's his that's his front tire. So look and at then the, the radars or the rears. Yeah, look at the radars. Uh, yeah, yeah, those look mint. So they were fast. Oh, dude, so good. So cool. I don't want to say this to anybody because they're that good. It's like I kind of the Hins family knows. Well, good thing you're saying it on this show because we've got like what seven, seven or eight listeners. Yeah, that's about it too. No, actually, we uh, the other week we hit number thirteen overall on Stitcher. I don't know okay. how the... Uh, not overall, it was in Toys and Hobbies, number 13. Sure. Well, that's pretty cool. Do you think there was 13 podcasts in that category? There's hundreds. <laughs> Maybe right even on. thousands. But you Look know at what? us go. Yeah, we're doing well. We don't have a... It. Good job, Joe. You, yeah. you revived, ran out of talent. You helped. I mean, dude, you've been here since... We brought it back a year ago since that first episode back at the 510. I'm trying. 
I mean, I did that random call episode last week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounded and like it. I want to do it again, but I think you'd really enjoy it too, so I want you on there too. Yeah. Because you're, you're a little better at the interview part. Yeah, I was missing out a little bit, you know, because there are people that I I really enjoy, you know, hearing about their their history and stuff, like, yeah. like Andrew and people like that that have been around the block and seen a lot of things. And after Tor and I must have had like an hour-long conversation out in the cold yesterday yeah. morning when he came over that bk2 chassis we got to get him on too i sure. i didn't realize that he had been racing for so long so i mean he's been oh yeah doing this and putting it he puts in so much time he he does you know? but it's he, like he's he, ultra prepared he's he's made himself very good at tuning yeah. you know and and he's had help from other people doing that right. too but um that guy when he shows up at the track he's showing up to win he is and I respect that a ton because I don't have that for myself in RC. I I had that at, at different times in my life for different things, but never for RC. It's, RC has been like, yeah, I wish I was better, but I don't do the things that are necessary to get there. Okay, okay. And I would say, like, you know, your most passionate thing would be the jiu-jitsu and, and the MMA competition well i i said this after or on the cauliflower ear podcast last week after this whole covid19 thing's done i'm done screwing around i'm gonna fight fight i'm gonna get in the i did a combat jujitsu match that's kind of like mma but not that's like 25 percent mma sure i'm gonna do some kickboxing fights get my striking down and i'm gonna do i'm gonna fight as many as my body will let me mma fights what do you think your shelf life is for that well i'm 37 years old right now but the thing is my body went through a lot of damage when i was a teenager bmx racing but i stopped when i was 17 so my body's basically been on the shelf from the age of 17 to 35 with no injuries sure so my body's in, in decent shape so I'm going to go as long as, I mean, Herschel Walker did it when he was 50, 51, but he, yeah. he's a specimen. I can't compare myself to Herschel oh, I th- Walker. Oh, I, I thought we were like, yeah, coming up in the same conversations all the time. Herschel oh, yeah. Walker, Joe Zare Jr., <laughs> you know who we're talking about. Yeah, I'll kick his ass in the floor. Bo floor. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the greats. But, you know, in Herschel Walker, he was the same way as me. He didn't do it for the money. He did it for the oh, passion. Oh, he's exactly like you. Yeah, exactly. He did it for the passion, and that's what I'm doing it for, the passion. That's awesome. I, I just want I want to do an LFA fight at Mystic Lake. That's as what's, big as... What's LFA? LFA is, um let's say, let's call it AAA ball. It's the feeder league for the UFC. Okay. I... Uh, one of my teammates has done a fight at Mystic Lake in their big auditorium. I want to do that also. That looked like so much fun. <laughs> and to have like Pat Militich call my fight, that'd be so rad. Pat Militich was a UFC champ from way back in the day. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what was the era? I don't recognize that name. 2001 ish. Okay. So, like, just before the. The Lesnar explosion and... About eight years before. 
Oh, was it that? When was, wasn't he, yeah, I guess he was like around 2008, huh? 2008, 2009-ish, yeah. When was Anderson Silva's, like, prime, prime? Oh, I want to say between 08 and 13, 12 or okay. 13 when Weidman beat him. For the for the casuals, oh man, he he was the most, fu- I know you like to say that, Dude. the casuals or the normies or whatever no. you call us. Oh, God, did I love watching that guy fight. Anderson, in his prime, even for us hardcore fans, was phenomenal. Amazing. Holy shit. I'm looking at the corner of my desk right now, and I didn't even realize this. Hold on. I have... Oh, they're just regular home dust masks. I got some (laughs) 3M dust masks. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize I had them. Man, I should sell them on frickin' eBay. <laughs> okay. No, what you should donate them to your local hospital, Joe. I should. I should. Don't, don't be like don't be like the guy that spent thirteen grand on hand sanitizer and then Amazon shut his ass down. They did too. That's right. awesome. But let's keep going with questions here. This one because we kind of went off on that truck tangent for about fifteen oh. minutes. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, Connor goes, I'll tell you why he goes, because I'm out of it. That's why. Cause he, He's not out of it, though. He still has he pushed for, He pushed for it hard last year. Did he? Did yeah. he push hard? Well, he, he, he bought a stadium truck only because he was totally over Pro 4. What would he, you should, but, he got disgusted with Pro 4, and I don't blame him because it's kind of like Mini Truggy yeah. in a way that... Um, because there's not two heats, there's no way to get away from the people that are just kind of, you know, learning right. how to drive. They're trying to figure out how to get faster. They're, and some of them are just trying to figure out how to get around the, the track without crashing. Mini Truggies right on that cusp, man. There's like nine or ten of them every time I go. Right. It's right on. Re- remember last year, it's between like four and six. There's like I hope there's enough um, enough people keep doing it outdoors this I think year be, as like a slap down fun class. I think it will be. That's what it should be outdoors, right? Right. And I mean, that's what it should be anyway. It is. It's, we shouldn't be putting too much time and effort into mini truggy. It's a fun class to put a lot of horsepower in to where your average guy can rip and it's not a hard drive. Right. Because I'll be totally honest with you. When I won the the points championship last year for the 510 in mini truggy i didn't feel that great yeah you know it's not like i beat alan smith and clayton cartaluca and yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah i got you the last point championship where i personally i felt really good man it's been since 2015 yeah i won 12 scale stock up in duluth and jabber and uh Weta intentionally took themselves out of it <laughs> okay but i beat senior <laughs> right on that's all that matter um, um what did they do did they do like was every week a points race or no they they, they had a separate or? they had a separate one for saturday Oh, they had Saturday racing. Yeah, I. Oh, also, I. They still do, and that's the thing. People don't know that. I put. Oh, it, they have Thursdays and Saturdays up there. Yeah, they do like once a month Saturday, uh, for oh, on road. Oh, okay, all right. 
I had no idea. But I put the earworm in ne- for next year to do carpet off-road instead of on-road. Because on-road up there, man, it was dying bad. Yeah. So I'm Who like... Who are the people up there that make the decisions with that? Um, Kevin Van Ert. Maybe John Wieda. Gary, because... Gary Pana, Nick Lovato, Mikey Johnson, and I think there's a couple others. You know how there's never really a, a class in Duluth for the mini truggy to race in? Right. I'm saying, putting this out there as a feeler because it worked, it saved some of our other bad decisions in MNRC. Okay, I drove the open two-wheel drive bus, and I drove that right into the river, mm-hmm. basically, because that class didn't work. Yep. But I think 110 open is working. 110 wide open. If you want to put yourself through the horror of trying to race a two-wheel drive, have at her. But most people are running mini truggies and Pro Pro 4. And you can even run a 10th scale buggy, which most people wouldn't think to do. But Sam Sovacall kicks everybody's butt when he does do it. So it can be done. So for the electric boogie, for the state champs, for whatever else they have for Saturday races... Can we get a 110 open four-wheel drive class? I hope so. They, oh, they Pro need four, to do Pro something. Pro 4 is on life support everywhere. Yeah. Just put all those people with Pro 4. We can mix in. And I don't think many mini truggies will show up, but a few will. So you, got, you can mix mini truggies and four-wheel drive buggies, which they don't ever usually have a class for that either. Well, you, you'd be shocked. So last year at the MNRC, we did that uh, open four-wheel. And we'd get a buggy here or there. No, I mean on they'd never have a class for four wheel drive buggy. Yeah, at, I, I'm uh, saying what the we electric do. boogie yep. or anything like that. I'm just explaining what we do. We did this. What you're saying at the MNRC. Yep. And that really helped with the transition into mini truggy this year. A lot of those Pro Four guys have picked up mini truggies to run this year. There were two to four of them. And I know two of them who picked up mini truggies. And then there's Trevor Johnson who was running a stadium truck. And he's like, I don't care. I'm running my stadium truck. Didn't he drive that thing pretty damn well at uh, yeah. at the at, uh, FTR? Yeah, mid-pack. Yeah. Yeah. So let's keep going with questions. We got uh, quite a few. He goes, what's the likelihood of the first round at the Dome being canceled or rescheduled to have two class two races in a month to make up the May race if we ever get to race this year. Well, Kyle, I think that's going to be put on the fear of the committee because I believe they can only hold us hostage until May 1st. I think. And the first race is like the weekend of May 16th. So as of now, it should go off without a hitch. Should. I wouldn't bet on it, but well, it depends. I mean, what? I'd say what it's are you be thinking? June at the earliest. I mean, are you thinking the government's going to shut us down that much, or do you think? Yes, I okay. would say let's prepare for no, you're the right. best situation, which is let's get our cars ready. Maybe we'll get to race them in May. It was. Ori- I doubt it. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be March twenty eighth. We we're supposed to be done with this uh, home seclusion shit. Now we're looking at May first. Here's the deal. You can only hold us for so much 
longer without passing it like a permanent piece of legislation. Well, gosh darn it, Joe. If I got to sign on to one, they killed Joe Diffie today. So, I saw that. I don't know who that is. Oh, man. The only country music I listen to is uh, Joe Exotic from Tiger King. Because there's <laughs> something women like about a pickup man. Is that, the start that of, is that the start of pop country? Because if it is, I'm... No, it's okay. not even close. It's probably just the way I'm singing it. It's Okay. You could set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill, but I still wouldn't trade it for a Coupe de Ville. You oh, don't yeah, know that song? I know that song. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. Okay, that's some of the last... Freaking Joe Diffie, man. He's a I national gotcha. treasure. But I looked at a picture of Joe Diffie, and he's in the demographic of people dying who aren't old. Because he's... Is he overweight? Very. I haven't seen him recently, so yes. I just see him looking like a badass propped up against a jukebox with a beautiful mullet Yep, I, in, in 1990. I saw the picture of him recently, and it was like a triple chin. Oh, Joe, say it ain't so. And that's going to happen. And I'm not saying anything people don't know. That is a good majority of the rc community and if they need to stay home to be protected so be it i understand i was in that demographic myself well there's a lot of people even that let's say they don't look like they'd be an at-risk yep person i i am i have lung issues right i have i have very weak lungs and do i yeah this this time off is making me want to go race really bad. And I haven't raced all year. So, But what I can't do is I can't rush out to the very first race if it's kind of sort of not quite safe yet. But well, we're all doing well, it because the floodgates open back and up. And that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? The flood- I got to stay home and I'm going to you know, punish myself basically because I do need to make sure that I don't get pneumonia or whatever. You're right. And you got to be aware that you need... See, you're taking personal responsibility and the government isn't doing it for you. That is what you're supposed to do. Right. So you're you're on the, you're more on the side of, can we finally get some natural selection up in here? Not all the way. The UK actually tried that. Did you see that shit? <laughs> no, no. So right away, the UK goes, you know what? People over 65, seclude yourself. Everybody else, go nuts. Live day to day. Like what In the UK, not population-wise, they're, they're about 30 million, so they're quite a bit bigger than Minnesota, but they're about the size of Minnesota. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't see how their that case works either exploded. because... Well, because they those were people, those people still need things delivered to them. Well, what they were trying... And they're going to be delivered to them by people that are that are out there passing the disease around what they were trying so. to do in general was herd immunity which makes a lot of sense on paper until all your icu beds are full right and that's going to be the second people with lung issues or elderly you're going to have to take your own personal responsibility smokers pot smokers asthma people I mean, we, we've all messed with our lungs. Freaking huffing in um, 
um, traction compound. I'm sure that's done something. Definitely. So. Yeah, what, traction compound, mold. Yeah. Dust, dirt. None of those things are are good for our lungs. Nope. Heating, heating up tires. Oh, yeah? That's going to be the next thing I try. Inhaling tire smoke. Please don't. You don't have to. Do you know why? Why? Because guys like Tor, mm-hmm. they don't do they don't do tire stuff like that. They don't do the gimmicks. But what if it gives me a half second like what I'm hearing from a very reliable source? What if that half second turns into six second crashes three more times in that race because you think you're faster now? But what if it makes it easier to drive? Does it? I don't know. I've never tried it. I'm gonna. I don't know. Your your car was super freaking fast in that November race, but it didn't look very easy for you to drive. I I did a couple things to it to make it a little easier. Um, so it's. I not... think you got you got hooked in to how fast that car was, and you're like, oh yeah, here I come, Ryan. Yeah. I'm gonna blow your doors off, and instead you were on your lid every other lap you're not wrong and then i reverse engineered it closer to the setup i had last year and it's been working phenomenal i want to race it again so and that's what it is um well we got a lot of questions so kyle swanson favorite rc car ever owned and why i'm gonna say the team associated t2 because that's the first vehicle that I learned to set up properly. It's the first vehicle where I learned how to do maintenance properly. And it's the first vehicle that I actually started winning with. What about you? I will go with the Hot Bodies Lightning ready to run uh, <laughs> dual stage transmission uh, nitro rc car that i it's a scale nitro right buggy that i got from uh the owner of sport zone in grand rapids minnesota back in 2004 i believe cool it was my first rc car right on i got a hot bodies lightning sitting right next to me but a truggy and did that look more like kind of a hybrid between a current monster truck and a truggy yes that was okay. one of the first truck. People argue. They say, was a Hot Bodies Lightning the first truggy or was a Jam in the first truggy? And I say, it doesn't matter because they both suck. <laughs> in current standards, I should say. Back sure. in the day, they were the shit. Now, no. But Joe 3 wants me to get it running. And it's like, <sighs> dude, I get it, but do I really want to drop a motor? in servos in that thing right god i'm that was such a fun summer yeah so um uh chad lexfold did you ever meet him yes so chad worked for my family my family owned uh and still owns a snowmobile company in evloth minnesota called fast incorporated okay and for a while they made a snowmobile but for the longest time they've made high quality uh, suspension products for snowmobiles. And so that was kind of like the very first thing that led me towards doing suspension, um, for a living. And so Chad worked there. I was, 
I want to say I was 20 years old and I was making, for me, a person that didn't have any bills and I was spoiled. I was a spoiled brat. So my parents bought my dirt bikes. Um, I had a pickup truck to borrow to, to take them to the races and I was making pretty good money racing around Minnesota three or four times a week. Okay. So I'd race on Sundays, which were the normal District 23 AMA points races. I'd race on Friday nights in Brainerd, and then I would try to find any one-off money races that were close enough to me to make sense. So I was running around, and I had a little more money in my pocket than I had ever had before. Yep. And I saw... I saw Chad working on, he had a lightning as well. He didn't have a ready to run. He had a, you know, a the nice race, race car that he was racing the Minnesota Nitro series with yep. at that time. And was that a totally different regime completely? Like 2004 Minnesota Nitro series? I want to say David Ohm and Tim Sletton, who are still on the committee, were on the committee back then. But sure. everything else is way different. Sure. So, because I want to say um, one of the races that I showed up to watch that year is I dropped in on the one at Sport Zone. Okay. Um, and I also dropped in on the one at Brainerd, the one that they had at the the Friday night dirt bike track. Oh yeah. So, and I also saw Jimmer there. I saw Jimmer at the Sport Zone race, and I think that would have been the same year that uh, Magic. Mark Moskowski passed away. Yep, 2004. We, we called him Doc. Um, and I remember going to that, that sports zone race, and that's kind of, that's where I decided that I was going to get one. Yep. Oh, also, Corey Hens is, was on the committee back then. He's still he was? on it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I got to talk to more people that have stories about Mark because I don't have any rc stories from so, him i didn't know I, him from that walk I, of life i've raced with him but i don't really have any stories about him yeah. but I'll, I'll tell you what back in those days too the nitro series we were more of a united community and we we're all trying to bring each other up now things are a little bit more sour and i kind of want it to go back the way it used to be i don't know if egos are a big thing and we all know this I don't know if we can get back to that stage to where we were all having fun, all trying to prop things up. Like, the committee would make a decision. We'd prop up the decision rather than be like, well, why don't you do it this way instead? Change your <laughs> mind. Change your mind right now to what I'm thinking or fuck you. That's what we're dealing with right now. Right. Sorry, little rant. <laughs> I, it seemed like they had pretty good numbers uh, back in those days, too. We had pretty good numbers up and I mean, we still have okay numbers, but we had really good numbers up until last year was a little light. What do you think was so good about the 2016 season that it was pretty huge all year long? The, the both Motodome races were massive. They were like 180 entries. The first Motodome race is usually big because first race of the year the second one was the second one was big because we had the drakes come um but no not that year not 16 yeah it was 
Oh no, Drake you're right. You're right. Fifteen. Fifteen was uh, Drake's. Fifteen. Okay, was so fifteen Drake's. fall race was the Drake's, right? Yes. Okay, Six... and then the spring sixteen race was huge. Yep. And it was pretty good from sixteen until eighteen. Um, I don't know. Oh, real quick on the different thing though. Uh, check your PMs. I forgot I PM'd you something a while ago. So, <clears throat> let's see here. Let's get more into questions. We got a lot. Um, Rex Welch, on the MBM podcast, they discussed the A-main drivers going up the stand in their qualifying order. Is this something that would be good at larger events? Um, yes, I think. What do you think? Uh, well, we don't have any large events, but, well, um, here's I like, I like the idea for, for the local racing that we do. It doesn't work because, um, like just for me personally, a lot of times before my race starts, I'll be out there either marshalling for the other class or I'll be volunteer marshalling and then everybody walks off and doesn't grab a blower so then i end up grabbing a blower too so the track doesn't suck during my race yep and so everybody would have to wait for that right yeah so but i mean it, it still sounds it like does. it'd work for you though it, <laughs> right because i'd be picking last no cuz you if you got called up in the order where you qualified that's what i think he means so right, you, which, which holds up the program because yeah. I'd be the last person ready for it most most of the time. I'm the last or close to the last person on the stand. Yeah. And what I would like though is people to be totally open to if somebody comes up to you and they're the TQ and you are starting seventh or something like that, and he says, "Hey man, uh, this is where I want to stand." You know, and you don't have to say I'm the TQ. I earned it. Blah blah blah. You don't have to use any attitude, but just say, you know, hey man, this this is where I want to stand. Uh, I qualified first. So. That would that would work well if all people understood that rule. I moved somebody in 2016, and that one time I moved somebody, that was an issue for two years. That's another story for another time. Yeah, it, I've always been, um, I don't know why I always knew that that was a thing. I think, oh, when I was getting into racing, um, I came from a little bit of dirt oval, like leisurely playing with dirt oval. Yeah. And so I was on RC Tech a lot because in 2015, 2016, RC Tech was still pretty active for dirt oval guys, especially people that were doing short course late model conversions okay which which were huge back then and they're actually they're still pretty they're you know they're there's a class for that up at the hobby farm and yep stuff like that so anyway i i was looking up etiquette stuff okay or just things i need to know when i go to the track and that was one of the topics that they covered and i was like well that makes a lot of sense because there have been a lot of times where I've gone up the driver's stand, let's say at the 510 specifically, because that's where I race the most. Um, and that one, that place is tricky. If you haven't stood 
on the opposite oh, side sure. all day long, right. you're doing yourself a disservice because it's way different from side to side. Yep. Now, I put all the blame on myself because I didn't want to cause a possible confrontation. I didn't want to... Because it sucks, right? Like, if you get up there and you're a minute late after everybody else and you ask somebody to move, yep, they're not moving to a, a decent spot. They're moving no. to the worst spot that's left. I get aggravated, but I move every time because I know that's so, the rule. I guess, yeah, I'd, I would like to see it. I'd, I really would. I'd like the, the TQ to get the spot that he wants and so on and so forth. If there's a right. way to do it that doesn't eat up more time because just about everywhere that we go is not super smooth yep at getting it through their program right now yep um other than mmr yeah. you know they they you blaze through their program everybody should just know the rule and if somebody comes up behind you and be like hey man i out qualified you can you please move i'd like to stand there so i i guess i'd like to put a qualifier on it Right. If the practice laps are done by that time, that's that's it. You lost your chance to move somebody. Sure, that makes but if sense. But if you can move them before the practice laps are over, then I think it's okay. No, you're right about that. You're right. So that person that you're bumping, even though they didn't qualify as well as you, they get a chance to drive their car from that alternate position. Uh, in, in an opposite way. I think we should way. do it. Do you, yeah. you think we should do it, right? Yeah, yeah. In, in an opposite, I mean, I do do it. If I out-qualified somebody and they're in a spot I want, I have no hesitation moving them. Because yep. I am racing for me. At the end of the day, I'm racing for me. And there is a rule that helps me. Why would I not utilize it? Yep. There's a few things that need to happen for, for something like this to go on, though. You you got to have a driver's meeting, and you have to make sure that everybody is listening to you. So that's that's where, like, I guess if I was still running a program, yep. I would tell everybody to walk out onto the track. Sure. You know, you, you know, like Danny used to do. Danny was really good. He was. About getting everybody in one spot and addressing the group and making sure you had your chance to hear all this. I so used if you to, don't know yeah. what's going on at this point, it's your fault. I used to be good like that, but people got a little sour. So I kind right. of like, hey, listen up. This is what, you know. I, I think it's a lost art in race directing. And sure I think is. I'd like to see those guys get back to it because they're, yeah. Uh, if somebody races at MMR every Friday night and then, they show up to the toy box out of the blue because one of us talked him into it. You would want them to, to know all of the ways that things go, you know, cause they don't, they don't run stuff exactly like MMR does. And five ten doesn't run his program exactly like toy box. Right. Right. Here's, I, I had somebody get mad at me the opposite way. So somebody comes up to me, I had out qualified him. I'm on the stand the person I out-qualified asked me to move, and I said no. Ooh, right. man, so that pissed them. They, they were like, probably got what mad because they weren't aware of the etiquette, right? Yeah. So all they were thinking is, well, Joe's kind of a dick. <laughs> I asked him nicely. Yeah? 
That's and that's not your fault. Well, you know, you probably could have delivered it better. I'm sure. No, I, <laughs> I'm sure there was a way you could have delivered it I better. Said, but I, I straight um, up said, "No, man, I all qualified you. Sorry." And so the, you did exactly what you should do if a race director has that racers meeting and gets that point across. Sure. Because yeah. I guarantee. If, if some of our local regional listeners, especially the people that have just started in the last three years, are listening to this, this might be the first time they've ever heard it could be. Well, of you this know, stipulation. A lot of the places we run only have one or two heats, and we all get used to standing where we're standing, so it's usually never an issue. That's a good point, too. Yeah. So. I, I, just, I would like to be able to say it to somebody without offending them and then you know yeah i don't want to tick somebody off right no. before they have to go racing because I, I know what happens to me yep. when i get pissed off right before i go racing i don't either but and again i'm racing for me and i told joe three you're racing for you stop like he would pass people in the main and then they'd get on his tail and he'd just let them by like in a qualifier i'm like no dude this is a main you just keep going he's like it, but they're faster. I'm like, but this is a main, and you're, you know, you kind of got to take some of that courtesy out of them. Yep. There's two sides to it, right? Yeah. Like when I started getting better in stock buggy, right? Um, and when Sean started racing again, it didn't take Sean very long to get back up to speed. And but he crashes a lot because he's a he likes to drive kind of punched, right? Right. So when I would pass him because he was upside down in a stock buggy main, a lot of times, honestly, I was totally fine with moving over a little bit and yeah. letting him through because I didn't want to hold up his race. Nobody else has to do that. That's, no. that's not etiquette. That's nothing. That's just me. Basically what I was trying to avoid was if I was in Sean's position, I'd be getting impatient and I might, push it a little too much and take us both out i got you so i'm like you know what this dude is way faster maybe maybe it'll be like a qualifier if i let him by i might learn something sure sure so i'm, I'm just trying to put myself in the the mindset of your your child which you know at the time i was kind of a child in rc I yeah didn't, didn't really have any knowledge or background so uh we got two questions here from jeff choban Cool. One of them is. Where, Are they like three paragraphs long? Uh, not really. Where can <laughs> okay? Where can, Jeff Jeff wrote us a novel one time. Uh, yeah. Don't don't talk about awesome attic. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can someone race one ten scale off road outdoors this summer since Shamrock is closed? I can't decide if I want a buggy for summer or just focus on on road testing. We need outdoor on road. Uh, on road, you're talking about some of the deadest stuff there is in Minnesota is on road. The best you're gonna get is the five ten when he opens up those big dock doors. That's he said, it. "Where did he said where do I want to run outdoors?" Yeah, and you're then the closest you're gonna get is four tenth scale. He's like talking like turf because you could go race tenth scale at FTR or Ricks, but I don't or 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 the best place in the state to race outdoor 10th scale where 
LSRCC. Yeah, for sure. No, nah, I wouldn't race 10 scale there, to be honest with you. What? And, well, On I, Thursday nights? I would do mini truggy, but really, if you don't have an e-buggy, that, no. Nah. You're kidding me. Nope. I've had an absolute blast every time I've done any 10 scale racing there. After the last MNRC event also, no. Nothing except a... I mean, I'll do mini truggy there for sure, but a scale all, all the way. I'm pretty hopeful for their for their layouts this year. Yeah, I me think, too. I think there's somebody that I like quite a bit that will have some influence on it. That would and be nice. That that would have been nice last year, too. I know what you're talking about. And guess what? They told them to F off last year. <laughs> Which sucks. Dude, they... Ugh. <sighs> I'm not getting into that. That was last year. I'm hopeful year. because... They've they've had great layouts before, and yep. even before the, I know you know we lost a lot when we lost Torben up there, mm-hmm. but they they had awesome ten scale racing before that, and I've been to some pretty fun ten scale racing after it. Yep. Th- those those times like the electric boogie or the state champs, once like enough rubber gets on that track, ten scale racing up there is super fun. Yeah. And even before that, like, what Tor's doing, going up there with a rear motor car. Like, if you've got a a three-gear stand-up transmission, yep. you can make it work at that track. I, I'm sure you can, but it's not the most fun in the state. Oh, God, it's so much fun. It's not. It is so much better than turf. I no, mean, I want but, people uh, to go to the 510 because I love that place and I, I want it to keep existing. But for people that want to actually get the feel of off-road racing and i'm sorry but turf and carpet just don't do it here's, for me here's the deal though if it's not clay it's over for 10 scale it needs to be clay this it doesn't loo- have to be there's no. tons of shit there's tons of cheap shit out there that you can find and race yeah you're gonna be racing a relic and then you break an a-arm then what you know that oh you can still find t4.2 a-arms no you can't dude bullshit I'm, you can put you can put RPM stuff on it. I'm looking for whatever. parts for that kid's B4 that I gave him because I was going to give him some arms, a tower, and stuff like that. They're extremely hard to come by. Then you buy. Then you find another slider. It's still. I mean, you're. I've been down that road running an old vehicle. It's, I was. It's I was down one around the state though. The the super stock class down at T's Hobby. Yeah. Those guys are still running rear motor cars, and they've been racing that class for I don't know how many years. Yeah, but they're one. Everybody else has adopted mid motor for that class. Not at that track, though. Yeah, so I'm it's saying still being everywhere done. else except that track. But and again, though, it's eventually going to be over. Then once that rear motor stuff runs out, it's eventually going to be over. Three gear stand ups work too, and there's plenty of them out there. I mean they. Yeah, I don't, I mean. And they're I, cheap as shit. Yeah, I guess, man, I Get guess. Get yourself a Losi, a 3.0. But I know Jeff, and he's looking to do AstroTurf or carpet. Try, try something different, Jeff. Jeff is not that kind of guy. Get your car dirty. And I would love to, don't get me wrong, I would love to race on a loose track, like Starbuck. A mid-packed black dirt track. I'd love to do that. God, I wish I would have got over there. A B six point one would be pure garbage. 
pure garbage. I guarantee it. Um, he also goes, where are you guys going to make your speed runs? Well, you're not going to. And I'm probably going to figure out where Chris Martin's going to be and go where he's at and do it with him. Because he says he's got a mile-long smooth road. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to do it, and that's just because I don't... If I want to watch 300 of my dollars go up in flames, I want it to be an airplane this summer. It'd be kind of cool looking, though. Just how <laughs> whoosh. I just, I see my car disintegrating. Oh, yeah. That's why I picked the car I have, because I have an old car, but guess what? I have a hobby shop's worth of parts to rebuild it. How long of a stretch do you think most of these speedrun guys need to where they can see the car, gain speed, get to your top speed, and then have enough room for a runoff area? I don't know, but what I'm going to try to do, maybe, is put a FPV in the windshield. Oh, God. Because I, I have the same concern. Because what if you can't see the car anymore? I mean, I've seen Tim Smith do it on a runway. He'd put a ladder in the middle of a runway, like a driver's stand, and use it like that. But at the beginning and the end, you couldn't... Well, on the videos, you couldn't see shit. You know what right. I mean? So, I mean, I'm using either a sedan. I'm using a body with a windshield. So if you put a little FPV in there, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I guess I don't really get the speed run thing. I almost get parking lot summer on-road racing more than I would get something like that. I'll tell you what, some hobby town, national hobby back in the Fridley days was huge. What about the parking lot racing that they did at uh, Hub in Little Canada? I don't remember that. I remember they had a track behind Hub in Little Canada. I believe it's... Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. That was a looser dirt, and right down the road you had a place called Max Models, which was a a mid-pack black dirt track, which just decimated. So there was no point. You know what was something really cool that happened in my neighborhood? So um, when I was uh, not quite a teenager yet, I was living in Invergrove Heights. Yep. And it was at the time of Dewey's. And so some of the guys that I knew, it was their dads. The, the kids that I rode BMX with and we dug dirt jumps and built box jumps. Right. Um, their dads raced at Dewey's. So they had... Um, Whatever they had at the time, whether it was B2s or B3s or, you know, I can't exactly remember. It yeah. could be like 1995. Right. So whatever was running then, um, those guys, during the week, they would come out into the street, which it wasn't a very busy street where we did most of our BMXing, and they would use our BMX jumps okay, and just make a track out of it. So it would be tar. And then wooden BMX jumps. Nice. And it was one of the coolest things I thought I ever saw in my life. There's nothing wrong with that either. Here's the deal, too. It's not necessarily the track. If you can get a vehicle to work on it, it's the people you're racing with. And that's why I like AstroTurf and carpet and clay. And if I'm running on loose dirt, I'll like an A-scale. If he builds a carpet buggy, I think he should go over to Nathan Jorn's house, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Invite Jorn, him over, Nathan. Jorn's got a sweet. Tr- 
I, he's a teenager, so he's not waking up till like noon, one o'clock. <laughs> I think I'm in good enough with his mom to where I could get in and out before he wakes up and run like four <laughs> or five packs. His mom and his dad are just awesome. Yeah, I haven't met his mom, it's but like, I'm a big fan of his dad. His oh, God, dad walks it. around the track with just exuding positive energy. Right, so. right. The dude sits in Marshalls because he loves it. <laughs> but but the thing is, it's like, well, if you, you know, if I get there at sunrise, I bet Nathan's still sleeping until that noon, one o'clock. I could be there for five hours and he wouldn't know it. He's pretty in love with RC cars. I bet you he would hear the yeah the I, frequency, the noise of the gear mesh, and yeah. he'd be right out there with you. I I don't want my RC car to be the reason for the kids' morning wood. <laughs> that that is disgusting, Joe. <laughs> I, I think we've ran out of content. No, we haven't. We still have questions. Oh no, that was we should have ended the show about a minute ago. We should have, but there's um. There's a few, there's a few, um, there we go. Hash, hash, Ifmar canceling the season. Well, I'll tell you what, the two other worlds besides the A-scale worlds that they canceled, it's like, eh, you have a touring car worlds and you add another worlds in there, and they're never really big. They canceled the worlds in October? Yeah, the one in Brazil. Oh, okay. Do you, do you think they might have just used this as an excuse to get out of that one because and i don't know what the current climate is like in brazil but i know a lot of people didn't seem as interested in going there because they didn't know whether or not they were going to be quote unquote safe you're on my exact same wavelength right and i'm not you know i i hate to use a donald trump quote i'm not globally educated so i wouldn't be able to debunk what any of those people are saying so you're basically having a race in South Chicago in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Yeah, what you're doing in Brazil. Yeah, I'm very well versed in South Chicago. I drove through it many, 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 many right. times when I was working for Fox. Sure. I did not want to run out of gas No, in that area. Yeah, you get your gas in north and hope you make it su- past. <laughs> no, the, the thing is... For Brazil, that's good. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's not bad. No, it's not bad to your standards. Right. It's garbage for us. And I think you're right. I think they use that. Oh, 2021. Sorry, Brazil. For some reason, this doesn't work for us for the rescheduling for 2021. So we're going to put it right here in, I don't know, wherever the IFMAR guys want to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, that's what it's because they set up the IFMAR worlds in Australia. So they're out at five o'clock every day, which is awesome. But man, they did it so you could be a tourist. Sure. It, I mean, that's kind of cool, though, because usually at a worlds, all you see is the track. And like we talked to Troy. You see the track, the McDonald's, and the hotel. Right. No matter. Yeah, what. if you don't, if you don't have the time and or money to extend your vacation on either side of it, you don't get to do anything else, right? Right. And uh, I mean, here's the deal: they moved. Uh, what was that? Oh, why am I drawing a blank? It was the biggest off-road race 
in the world for full scale. They moved it to like Chile because it was dangerous where they're having it in the Middle East. Is it the Dracar 400? No. Dakar? Dakar, yes. Dakar Rally? Yeah, the Dakar Rally. Yep. Yeah, they moved that from Dakar, and they still called it the Dakar Rally, to like Chile because it was so dangerous. The guys at IFMAR, they just need to have balls and be like, dude, it's just not safe. It's going to be our lowest entries. We can't do it. Um, Let's see, what else do we got? Oh, man, John Bolton. He was on last week. With the COVID-19 stoppage of everything, sports, eSports have hit TV. Tonight on FS1, they are broadcasting Madden Football and eNASCAR and its drawing numbers. I think it would be time to offer up some Pro RC Racing on TV. John, I said that a couple years ago when I saw the Cornhole National Championships on ESPN2. <laughs> I don't disagree at all. But here's something else interesting. They're still going to try to have UFC 249 out of country on April 18th. That will be the largest drawing sporting event, whether it be free on ESPN like I've heard heard them talk or if they're going to have a regular pay-per-view. That's going to sell millions. Right on. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, RC, yeah, BattleBots. The problem is it's too long. No one's going to sit for a third. I mean, motocross, a 450 class, it means 20 minutes plus two laps or one lap? 20 minutes plus a lap in Supercross, yeah. Supercross, yeah. And that's about the maximum amount of time. I think that's part of the reason NASCAR is dying because, dude, I don't have time to watch a 500-mile race. Right. Three, four well, hours. Give me yeah. something that's 15 minutes or, I mean, Supercross, it's like 20, 18 to 22 minutes, depending it on is, the It is, but it's a it's a three-hour broadcast. It is, but you could, rec- you could watch a main if you so choose. Yep. Yeah. Um, if, if RC did it, dude, that's what RCGP was doing with that dual 10-minute main gig. That type of thing. They had the hour main on Sunday, and wasn't Saturday dual 10 minutes, or was it one 10-minute main? 10 or 15. It wasn't 15. It wasn't terribly long, and it was action-packed. Yep. And that's what we need. We need that to fit a whole program in three hours. You get one or two heats, an LCQ, a quick LCQ, like three minutes, and then the finals. And make them short. But yeah, RCGP, they had the right idea for a format and people shit all over it. And Look what you got now. You got the same old shit. We don't have RC racing on TV because you assholes weren't willing to go lo- farther along with it. And I'm not <laughs> talking about the, the people who listen to this. The majority of them liked RCGP. I'm talking about the factory owners, the assholes that didn't support it like it should. And they said they're taking 2020 off. I will be 
shocked if they come back in 2021. Maybe the docuseries will bring it back, because that docuseries looks rad. I saw the trailer. The docuseries should be coming out sometime soon. Right. But, dude, you, you, you effers wrecked it, all of you that didn't support it. I supported it with viewing it. I wanted to do an RC2 race. I was planning on doing an RC2 race this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I would have gone east or west. It wouldn't have mattered. I wanted to do it. So I want. I just want to be a part of it. It's so cool. I like the, with that class, they did the controlled tires. Yeah, it was S3, th- S3 buck shots and you got one or two sets, something like that. I'm really glad they decided to, and I'm sure they are too, that they did call it before it started to try to rebuild because, holy crap, if they would have spent a bunch of money yep. up, up front that they don't have, right. right? It's not a rich series, obviously, because they didn't get to run this year. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I well, The thing is. I would be surprised if it comes back. Gosh, I hope I'm surprised. It, it was, is it's so cool. It was $6,000 a team to enter, which sounds like a lot. It doesn't to me, though, because I come, you know, as our listeners know, I come from the sponsorship right. side right. Of, of pleasure sports, and that's a drop in the bucket it for, a, for your marketing budget. But take, And that's what racing is. Racing is marketing. Okay, now look at the docuseries they made out of it. Look at the quality of race program that we had while it was happening live. Right. Look at Angaro winning $10,000 for winning the series. So really, they probably broke even or lost a little bit. Yep. Because none of that That's what I'm saying. It was a drop in the bucket. It was... Yeah. And you got Mugen saying, oh, we can't afford $6,000. Don't give me that shit. You can't afford 6000 bucks. You can't put Mayfield and whoever, whatever rotating second person you have that you're paying $500 a month to race for you. You can't. Don't give me that shit. I know Mayfield's making more than 500 but... And I know Drake's making more than that because Drake is the man for Mugen right now but like their second top pro isn't making shit right if you're the second or third top pro on a team you ain't making shit unless it's well maybe associated but yeah uh Ryan Knutson outdoor season and is it going to start right away um I think after the May 1st thing it's going to be up to everybody's discretion what do you think um that's a tough yeah. one isn't it yeah I, I don't feel like i have a position on that what explain yourself a little more that well the reason i think that is because after may 1st if all the if entertainment's allowed to, let's say if movie theaters are allowed to open back up and all that stuff how confident are you that that actually happens 50 50 i'm less than that <clears throat> I'm 50-50 just for the simple fact is they can't hold us hostage for much longer. H1N1 was as, so COVID hasn't peaked, but H1N1 was disastrous and you would have never known about it. You wouldn't have. 
I was, uh, I remember being afraid of West Nile virus, the mosquito one. Yeah, especially in Minnesota. Yep. Okay. Man, we've been going for a while, so let's burn through these last couples. So, Jeremiah, I forgot his last name. I just screenshotted the question. So, I have a question for the show. Who do you guys know who is very good with the airbrush looking? He's looking to get panels done for his capara and he wants custom work done what's a capara i don't can i burn through them yeah so you got pablo airs at speed speedy designs on facebook you got mike mowry at um is it mikey paints you have matt hintzman he doesn't have a page He's also very good, and you got Bruce. What's Bruce's last name? Busybody Designs. Busybody Designs. His name is Bruce St. Ives, if you're not able to yes. find that, but you can find him on Facebook, and you can find Ryan's RC scheme on there. You cannot copy it because I'm me, and you're not me. Yeah. You're you. I should send you... I, I had a paint job similar to that back in the day. I should send it to you. One of these. Son of a. Why did you just tell me that, Joe? Dude, I was green and gold for so long. Well, you, actually. You. Like a year and a half. I'm going to call Bruce right now. It, I, it got, was, I it, got three bodies coming his way. That's why I'm doing these Tamaya colors because I've done everything. All my cars match now. I forgot to tell you that. That's cool. Yeah, they all have the same uh, Miami Dolphins. You know, Way to go, Joe. Joe I, Marino. People were giving me shit about the Dolphins. Or it's Dan like, Marino. It's Jesus, like, yeah. I just said Joe Marino. I know you did, and I just let it go because it's late. But um, it is. That, that paint scheme, it's like I don't care if I get shit for it being like, I really like it. Fuck what Yeah, I, I dig it. Um. I like it a lot more than your green and white one. When you showed up with that, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, believe it or not, a lot of people like that green. That's also a Tamaya color. Well, so. if they like it, they should find their own spin on it. Right. You know, I was going to do a... there are way too many cars that look a lot alike right now. Oh, sure. The Either all white or all yellow. Well, I'm, I'm even going into custom schemes. Sure, sure. That's why I'm getting, the original folks. That's why I'm getting into the colors because I don't have the talent to paint. I tried. I, I don't, man. So have I, you seen one of Pablo's current lids? No, I'm sure it's awesome. Is oh, he still God. doing? He like, made a tiny, tiny, tiny change to his scheme, and it just pops. Okay. It's beautiful. So I don't know if he's got one on his page at all, but Speedy Designs, Pablo Airs, awesome dude. Yeah, all those guys do a good job that I named. Um, let's see, Mike Dolan, he goes, it'd be cool to hear Andrew's RC history and the history of MMR. Do you think he'd come on the show again? I'm going to ask him here one of these weeks because. Well, let's not ask him too soon. Yeah. <laughs> but we definitely have to have it for sure. We need him on it because, I mean, he's, you know, what's funny, Senior and I talked about this. We, we talked about, like, let's say, a Saturday club race at wherever and andrew's like oh i was there i remember that i'm like we don't remember you there at all type thing but he was always there and it's like oh right. he was there he was just quiet in the corner 
Right. Well, Andrew, especially, like, I've seen him show up on Sundays to MNRC. I've seen him show up to a couple um, 1F events here and there to run e-buggy. Yeah. He shows up. He talks to a couple people, figures out what tire he needs to use because he brings a whole boatload of tires with him to make sure that, you know, he's got the right one. That's what you got to do. He gets the information and he goes, he works on his car, he practices it a few times. He's very focused when he's there. So I I could see you not noticing that he was around. Yep. You know what I... Because if I wouldn't have seen him drive into the the place, I would have never known he was there either until he was, you know, qualified ahead of me and he wasn't even there the day before. Like, what the hell? Sure. (laughs) What I'm trying not... What I really don't honestly can't even come up with the money for is he's selling his fist scale buggies i'm not i want to go there but i'm not gonna i'm so glad you don't have the money for that come on dude go racing i'd go race in iowa and wisconsin really would you well they have they have that kind of racing around yeah there. How, how often would you be driving over there joe once a month it'd be give op- me a break it'd be opposite of the mnrc Yes, they are awesome. They they just don't really exist around here. If they had it locally, I would get a credit card. <laughs> well, you would have to keep swiping it, man. I know. Well, over and over and over. The dude from uh, mod, the mod design things, whatever Matthew Olson. He was on MIP also for a long time, but he quit. He goes the cost of one. Fist scale costs as much to properly run two ace scales. It's a lot of money. Properly. Not this half-ass shit people are doing like, oh, maybe I could get another race or two out of these tires. You know, maybe I could run this shittier motor. No, you properly, like pro-style, run two ace scales. Right. So you have a $2,000 to $2,500 car. I I personally think you'd have if, buy every, the if everything's retail yeah. on an eighth scale buggy yeah. you spend two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars on it sure yeah you'd easily have five into a fist scale. So we're looking at 5g to get you to your first race if i f bought that. if i if i bought it used maybe cheaper but you're right f that and yeah. f buying a used fifth scale because we don't even know those people well like i said i'd buy andrews at least when you buy one locally, you know, when you buy an 8th scale locally, if you're, yeah. you know who you're buying it from, you know whether or not that person takes care of their stuff. Right. And like I said, I'd buy Andrew's. Andrew yeah. is selling his. Yeah. But again, they don't have local. If they have but he's lo- got buggies though, right? Yeah. He didn't have a truck, did he? Yeah, he's got the buggies. Yeah, see, that's not, the buggies aren't it in 5th scale. Yeah. The buggies aren't where it's at. If you're going to sure. do a large scale RC like that, you need the short course truck. You're probably right. You're That's probably what's right. up. Yeah. We got a couple more here. Mike Nesbitt, do you see the virus hurting the hobby season besides the late start? No. Well, as of now, Mike, no, because I'm not the only person buying things. I see people posting new cars more so than ever myself. Do you see that, Ryan? I see people posting used cars more so than ever. Well, yeah, mine's a new used. 
but you know, along with that, like I have springs on the way that I got for main main hobby. I have the Delrin shocks because I bought the machine Delrin internals because I've noticed that it makes a difference on the way the shocks build. I don't think you could feel it on the track. I'm not 100% sure about that, but it makes a difference in the way they build. Yeah. But, you know, you buy your little shit for it. I feel like every opinion that we give based around this is also hinging on whether or not we're done when they say we're going to be done. And you you believe that we're not going to be, and I believe that I believe we're not going to be done being prisoned. I'm in prison to our homes yeah. when they say we will. So you said you're not working right now? No, I'd um so I had to switch back to the original crane okay. that I started in several months ago. It doesn't work as often oh, okay. as the other crane. Let me get into this for a second. I got okay. you up. It's late. You're yep. you're not gonna get enough sleep anyway. So okay. I freaking so there's this uh there's this other guy that does my job at at the company I work at. And he, he, like most of the oilers in the industry, he's got he's very knowledgeable. He's got a crane license. Technically if somebody gave him a crane he could run it, but he's in a position where he needs to be somebody's oiler right now to be employed. So he has to be like me. You're an assistant to the operator. You drive the crane around, you set it up and when the crane operator's feeling generous or bored or his butt hurts, he gets out and you get to run it. Okay. So that's that's how you get your seat. That's how I get my seat time. This guy super capable, but it seems like nobody likes working with him. I don't know why cuz I haven't spent enough time around him, but he got the reason I got my seat when I got to Vix is my original operator gave him the boot right before I got there. He didn't want to work with them anymore. So several months go by. I get moved onto a different crane um, with a different operator, and I'm loving life because this crane has been working for the last two months solid. Yep. And I sat home a lot during uh, December and a little bit of January. I get into this crane. I'm working a ton. I'm loving it. I'm learning shit. The guy's letting me run the crane, so I'm super excited about that. Well, this other guy has an issue with his current operator, and they need to move him again. They need to find another place for him. And maybe maybe at this point, a company might think about getting rid of someone, but we are dying for oilers right now. Okay. There's... Where there's not enough guys to do my job right now. Yep. And so they got to find a spot for him. So they ask me if I'll step away from the crane I'm in because my operator happens to get along with this other oiler. Oh, I was going to say, what if you just say no? So I'm six months into this. I'm the apprentice. I have the least amount of crane knowledge and the least amount of knowledge to offer to Vix right now. So right now, I don't tell Vix anything. I do exactly what they tell me to do, and I try to do a little bit more than that when I can. I get it. Um, I'm I'm very thankful that they gave me my apprenticeship. I'm super thankful that I'm in a different industry than I was before, and I'm trying not to make any waves. 
could I have sat there and said, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving my spot. I probably could have. I didn't do it because right now when they ask me to do something, I want to be the guy that says yes. Ryan, do you want to work Saturday? Yes. Do you want to work Sunday? Yes. And, you know, hopefully that benefits me in times to come, you know? So I'm doing Vic's a favor here because they need to find a spot for this guy. And I'm trying to do a favor for Vic's. And I also know that my operator gets along just fine with this guy. So it's not going to affect them. Well, I'll tell you right now, this favor you're doing for them is going to show the character of the company you're working for. Because this is probably really the first opportunity you've been able to give the company a favor. So it's going to be like, all right, I'm doing this for them. Let's see. I mean, it's not going to be an immediate payback, but let's see what they do three months down the road, six months down the road, or when I'm done with my apprenticeship, when I become a crane operator, what are they going to do for me? Because I'm willing to give a little bit to get a little bit type thing. Right. You're not. So I'm not totally playing the long game here. I just, uh, I decided to do it because I get along with my dispatcher pretty good. Okay. Uh, he's actually stopped by the toy box a couple times and met a bunch of people there and showed his kids RC and I've, uh, I let them all drive my mini truggy and stuff and they're possibly getting into racing. But so I've got a decent relationship with this guy. We're not friends, but he calls me once in a while, see how things are going. And I think that's pretty nice because he doesn't have to. I'm just trying to keep it in his mind that if he asks me to do things, I'll do them. This is going to hurt me short term because a, when I told them this, we weren't shut down yet. And I didn't know that we were going to get you know, the state was going to get shut down. So inadvertently there's some construction jobs that are being canceled and work starting to slow down and guess who's going to be sitting on the couch probably after tomorrow. Oh. Cause I have one crane job in my new crane tomorrow Yep, and nothing lined up after that. Mm, that's brutal, man. Guess where that other guy is going to be. It's gonna He's be a- still working on that other crane. Yep. I'm so mad at myself. I get it, but you can't beat yourself up too much over it. Because, I mean, like I said, hopefully this ends up paying off in the long run. Yep. And, I mean, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other. I I didn't necessarily do it because I thought it was going to benefit me in the future. I just think short term, he now knows. He's like, oh, no, we kind of screwed Ryan. Let's try to make sure we can keep him working any way that we can, whether it be truck driving jobs or a forklift job or, you know, something like that. Yeah, so. I love forklift jobs. Have I mean, do you have your certification? No, I, I can only, right now, I can only operate for VIX because, as you know, with forklifts, you can either be, be certified or your company can certify you. I, I'm company certified. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hop in them when I'm out at the job site and stuff and I'm talking about off-road forklifts. Yep. Um, I did do a little bit of, uh, warehouse forklifting down at the stadium though. That was kind of fun. Sure. I, it's, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, it's, I, w- I don't know. I, I would most like of to... those guys are so grumpy all the time. I think they're a blast. Um, 
I'll tell you why, because they've almost fucked up to the point of... Have you ever seen those disaster videos where a forklift almost... Or where a forklift, like, bumps into a shelf at, like, a liquor warehouse and all of a sudden it's dominoes of shit just... Yeah. Well, forklifts kill a lot of people. Right. Yeah, they're an inch away from that all the time, and the the stress probably gets to them. But, like, I'm on a forklift for max 20 minutes a day. So, I mean, I, I I have my fun. I move my material around and whatnot, and... And what sucks, we got rid of the propane forklifts, and we have this electric Toyota that they have governed at four miles an hour. Can't it, <laughs> you can't That's even brutal. can't even spin the wheels, man. <laughs> I was operating in open air, so I was basically out on Chicago and out on Fourth Street, oh, that's next awesome. to the stadium, and there was nothing that I could hit. So I, that would no be so deal. much fun. All right, yeah. Real quick, the only other thing we got is Craig Stern says he's working on his speed run car, and he posted a picture under the comments on ran out of talent. So, listeners, check that one out if you want. Do you got anything else? Because uh, it's almost I've 10 ran, o'clock. I've ran out of content, Joe. I've ran out of talent. We'll uh, talk to you guys later. Bye.